Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. I want to read you out of Exodus 33, starting in verse 7. So we said that Solomon said, I am only a child and I need to know how to come in and how to go out. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp, and he called it the tent of meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people would rise and each would stand at his tent door and would watch Moses until he had gone into the tent. When Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent and the Lord would speak with Moses. And when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would rise up and worship each at his tent door. Then the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses turned again into the camp, his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. And so this is a story where Moses is teaching Joshua and mentoring Joshua about what it means to come in and to abide. And I love that this says, and Joshua, a young man, would not depart from the tent. And so Joshua was learning how to linger. Spiritually, there is a principle of coming in to receive, to refill, to refresh, and to rest. But there is a time to go out. You know the story of David and Bathsheba? It says at the beginning of that story when David had that moral failure that it was the time for kings to go to war. And David did not go. So instead of going out, he stayed in, and the enemy used that as a trap in his life. In 2020, we gained some strengths because we worked some of our spiritual muscles that had not been used in a while. They were sore and they brought some pain, but we overcame. And now we can carry more. And we can go further with less. We've learned what it means to go back to the basics. And we learned what it meant to come in, to abide, to refresh and refill. And I don't know if you noticed this or not, but here at Hope Choice, we didn't close any. We were considered um, an essential business, so we were open every day throughout the whole pandemic. And um, we did, though, early on, we just had two staff members in each office and everyone else was working remotely. And what I noticed, even among our staff, was that at the beginning, that coming in where we're, you know, all doing this at home, it was very anxiety provoking. And everyone was like, ooh, I don't know if we can do this. It makes me feel nervous. I don't like it. I hate it. All the things. But as time went by 
and it came time to come out and to come back to life and to step back in it, they experienced the same anxiety. Even though this made me really uncomfortable initially, a few months in, and it's like, ooh, I don't know. I don't want to or I don't feel safe going to the grocery store or going back to work or coming out and back into life. And um, I think that that is, we can get really comfortable in one season or the other, and it can become very unhealthy, right? Coming in isn't bad, going out isn't bad, but if you live in one camp and never visit the other, it creates stagnation or exhaustion. And so it is a flow and it is in your relationship with the Lord. You come in, you receive, you go out. Um, Exodus 17. Exodus 17, starting in verse 8. <clears throat> okay, this is when Moses is still um, strong. He's the leader. He's leading the, the people. Joshua is one of his helpers. Uh, but Joshua is not yet the named new coming leader. So Moses said to Joshua, choose for us men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him and he fought with Amalek while Moses, Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary. So they took a stone and they put it under him. And he sat on it. And while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. And then the Lord said to Moses, write this as a memorial in a book and recite it in the ears of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and he called the name of it, the Lord is my banner. So a couple things that I want you to notice is that it says that Moses said, tomorrow I'm going to go stand on top of that hill and I'm going to have my staff in my hand. And I'm going to raise that staff up and you'll be able to see me from this battle. Well, a staff is actually a standard. So literally, when Moses is holding up his staff, he is holding up the standard that the next generation is to look to to follow. And so Moses is holding the standard. The next generation is down here fighting the battle. And then it says that Moses was to write it in a book and recite it to Joshua. So Moses is preparing Joshua to be the next generation of a leader. And so what's happening is this is Joshua's first battle that we read about. And he's the one fighting it, but he's looking at his mentor who's raising up the standard. And then after that victory, Moses would say to Joshua, you remember what God did? You remember when I started to get tired and my hands started to come down and we started giving up some ground, but then 
these Aaron and her came and they helped me to raise that standard higher and then you started to win again. And can you believe that the Lord gave you that victory over such an incredible enemy? And anytime something would start to go south or something would cause Joshua to doubt, Moses would remind him of all of the ways that the Lord had shown himself faithful. Moses had had modeled for Joshua intimacy. He's taking him out to the tent of the meeting and Moses is going in and he's talking to the Lord and he's coming out. He's veiling himself and Joshua is just lingering there in the presence of God. But what Moses was doing for Joshua was to prepare him to go out in battle, to be a leader, and he was reminding him of the standard. And God is the standard. Um, I think that's why we're having the problems that we are having culturally. There is no other standard. If God is not the measure, if God is not the standard that we are holding up, there is no good and evil. There is no right and wrong. There is only our opinion. But really, what is right, what is righteous, what is honorable, what is the standard, it really doesn't matter what our opinion is of that. It only is a standard because God established it. So when we continue to refuse to say, this is the standard and it is because it is from the word of God and we stand here. We are not taking steps back. We are standing here with our feet dug in. We are not giving up any more ground and it has nothing to do with what I think, but it is the standard. And we need to start reminding the next generation, your kids, your grandkids, those younger girls that you mentor, remind them. Man, we've seen him be faithful here. And we've seen him be faithful here. And there's an enemy and there's some giants. But I'm going to keep holding up the standard and I am with you. But we're not taking any steps back. And we don't have to hide and be afraid because we already went in. And we got directions and we got marching orders and he reminded you who he called you to be. And boy, you, you got your armor on. Veil up. There is nothing to hide from or be afraid of or step back from. But you are going to have to model that to the next generation. Moses was equipping the Joshua generation and he was teaching them to come in and abide, but to go out and to face the giants and to fight. Numbers 27, 12 through 18 says, The Lord said to Moses, Go up into this mountain and see the land that I have given to the people of Israel. And when you see it, you shall also be gathered to your people as your brother Aaron was. So this is when the Lord was reminding Moses, You're not going in to the promised land, but I want you to go up on that mountain and I'm going to show it to you. And then I'm going to take you home. Because you rebelled against my word in the wilderness of Zen when the congregation quarreled, failing to uphold me as holy at the waters before their eyes. <clears throat> Moses spoke to the Lord saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who shall what? Go out 
before them and come in before them? Who shall lead them and bring them in that the congregation of the Lord may not be as sheep that have no shepherd? So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. So here again we see Moses saying, If I can't take them in, will you give them a leader that knows how to go out and come in? And the Lord says, Yep, I'm going to give them Joshua. Joshua listened to Moses as he recited and reminded Joshua of the faithfulness of the Lord. And Joshua would even set up stones to remind himself of all that the Lord had done in his life. And I would say, if you don't have someone that stands in your life as a mentor, as a Moses, you need to remind yourself. And sometimes when I'm at home in my house by myself and I'm having my come in moment, I'll walk around that house and I will say out loud, God, I watched you answer here. And I watched you answer here. And if you don't answer here, we're all going down. So I believe that if you did that and you did this, that you're going to do this. And you start to thank him for his faithfulness before you see it. And then you tell him what you're afraid of. You tell him what you don't understand. You tell him what you don't like. And he will remind you. But this is who. I've called you to be. This is who I say you are. These are the promises that I've made to your family. And I always keep my word. And you let him talk you up, fill you up, encourage you. And then you veil. Because when you come out, there are real giants in the land. There are real enemies. But if I have learned to come in, like Joshua, and reminded myself of the faithfulness of the Lord, then I'm going to be prepared for it. When, jo when Joshua did come in, the Lord ministered to him, and he reminded him of his calling. And Joshua learned to abide in the presence and the love of the Father. And something that the Lord just keeps saying to me is, Y'all, there might have been a season years ago when there was a lot of um, times where you could sort of let your guard down and, you know, maybe we had a little bit of a reprieve. But if there was that, we do not have that now. There is no end to the storm. It's only going to get worse. You are going to have to put into practice what it means to abide in here. Um. One time when Jake was about a year old, he was a baby, and we had a tornado. And we were in the cellar. And a bunch of us were in the cellar, and it had a metal door. And this huge hail was hitting this metal door, and it was deafening loud in there. And we were, we were safe, but there was a serious storm happening around us. And I looked at him, and he... If you know him, he's never really emotionally out of control, but he just had tears even as a baby. And I started singing to him just right in his ear because it was so loud, and I was singing, This Little Light of Mine, 
And I'm crying and he's crying and I'm singing this little light of mine and I looked over at him and he had his little light up. (laughs) And he's just listening to me sing, boy, but he had his light up. That's where we are as a culture. When you look at your neighbor or your sister or your child or your spouse and the storm is raging, we're going to have to learn what it means to get in each other's ear and say, remember, he's faithful. He's got us. His calling hasn't changed. This is what I see in you. And it'll cause all of us to be able to get our light up and face another day. But there is going to be a storm. I have to learn how to abide and be still and receive that peace that we said he was chastised for and and calm myself within so that I can face what's happening around me. Joshua was a warrior and he led the Israelites into the promised land and he defeated a lot of giants. That intimate relationship filled Joshua with a bold and powerful love that fueled him and empowered him to walk in his calling. And I guarantee you, on that sixth and seventh day around the walls of Jericho, Joshua remembered the things that the Lord had told him when he lingered in the tent. Because he looked crazy to everybody around until the seventh lap on the seventh day. And he was like, wow, you did it. You did what she said. And he will always do what he says. So the principle of coming in and going out is to unveil when you come in and then to stand and to fight. Mark 12, 30 and 31 again says, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. That is to abide, to come in and to say, Quiet my heart, quiet my mind, my soul. God, with all that I am, I want to know you. And then the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Go out and operate in that bold love that you receive in the secret place. Thanks for listening to the Candy Gibbs podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.